And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. We're live. Is that exciting? Hey, every Friday I get to end my day with Mike Brooks. What could be more exciting than that? I, I don't I can't think of anything else. It's cool because I got the two um, the monitor over here now. I feel like and I see it pop up when we go live, which is cool, which is how I know we didn't go live while we were in the green room making fun of our coworkers. Yeah, I'm always worried because you know we have our pre-call banter and I always worried <laughs> that you're broadcasting that. So you know making inappropriate jokes. So anyway. Here's what I'm going to do, because we always record our uh, podcast live on this. So I'm going to do my intro for the podcast. I always kick off with the intro. I figured I'll go live, let this warm up a little bit, people jump on, and uh, then I'll do the intro when we're going to start. So we can do a little pre-show banter. Let's go. So we're bantering. Tristan is here. Says, well done for the webinar. It was good and clear. Thank you, Tristan. So Tristan must have been on the the webinar. which is the data webinar. Awesome. Yeah, which which that's uh, good banter. So we just we wrapped up our uh, our th- third of three webinars with data over the course of six weeks. Uh, it was awesome having them host that for us. Um, you know, again, our mission and, and data's mission is really trying to get um, you know audit in the hands of more MSPs to help them sell. And so uh, we're very appreciative of our uh, relationship with them. And, and I'm glad to see we got some good feedback on the webinar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I should say that this is uh, recording for the Elevating IT podcast. So if you are not a listener of the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go to iTunes, uh, read, uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. It's not on any of the others just yet, but it's on iTunes. And we would love for you to review it. We'd love to uh, get your feedback. Give us those five stars on iTunes, rating and review. Uh, let us know what you think. I always do this in post, Frank, so I don't even know if you've ever heard the intro. Like, I feel like like it, it, there should be an intro to our is, live. Is there, like, is there music and stuff? Do we have there like it? There is, really, okay. There is. And, well, here's the thing. So, you know, I launched this podcast and I would love everybody else's feedback on this too. Um, I launched the podcast, and when I first launched it, I did I did a little music, and then I did an intro where I read the intro, right? And and it was kind of what the mission was of elevating IT, and it goes back to our mission as audit. What we were trying to do, we were trying to elevate the quality of IT available to the SMB. So I was, it was really focused on that, and I read that, right? And then uh, my friends over at Creative Radio, I forget the name of their, their site, but I, I, I tune into their stuff. They're these, these, this couple who does voiceover work and um, they do a lot of podcast voiceovers and they've got this huge roster of people who do stuff. And, and they do this thing on Friday where they actually will do requests. So you can give them about a minute, uh, not a minute, but about 15 second spot where they will read your podcast and they build a podcast intro for you or right live on their show. I thought that was really cool. So I put one in and then if you upgrade to pay them 20 bucks, 
they will definitely do it, right? So they, it's like they may get to yours, but if you pay, you go to the top. So I paid 20 bucks and uh, they did an intro and I use it as the as our, our intro. So now you've got the new one. It's very professional. Let me tell you my first experience on on a podcast. So yeah, as you know, I was always kind of poke fun at you for for doing podcasts. Never really. Now, me. in fairness, you poke fun at me for a lot of things. That's true. You're a good target, and it's easy. You got a lot of good material. You you provide that for me, so I do appreciate that opportunity <laughs> to poke fun at you. Appreciate but um, appreciate let's talk specifically about podcasts. So uh, one of our other partners. Uh, he's a big podcaster, and about three, four years ago, um, we actually I got invited to be on a podcast for with Michael Michalowicz. Uh, he's a New Jersey author, books like The Pumpkin Plan, Profit First, just really, really smart guy, really cool guy too. I one of his books somewhere. Yeah, and, uh, got yeah, I've, I've seen him speak a bunch of times, and uh, just really nice guy. So get on. I'm scheduled to be on the podcast and we're going to talk about using profit first and audit. And they thought it was particularly cool because back then we were a startup and uh, they wanted to kind of understand like why we would do this and how we set it up. So it turns out that uh, Michael's podcast engineer is very good friends with our, one of our partners in audit. So our partner in audit, he now is going to get on the podcast because, you know, he knows how this stuff works. So I was like, yeah, this sounds great. So I go to his his uh, office and he's got like a studio. So, you know, I always notice uh, apparently we don't do this, but a lot of people have like the microphones and that little little spit thing that you talk like very headphones. Oh, yeah. So here we are. And, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're getting ready to do this. And they sit me at the end of the console and give me like this broken um sort of like set of headphones like with the curly everything's all tangled and like my setup is clearly like not the like the, I, mean, I get all like the used crap right so they're like on and talking already and michael michaelis is hilarious so they're bantering like this just like a great and i'm like the idiot like who brought this guy like i got like the the things backwards on, like with one hear me they're like Frank, are you there? And so, like, I acted like the like I was like the like the shill, you know, like 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 make fun of me. And so, of course, my original experience was like this is ridiculous, right? So, and then I afterwards I go, you guys set me up for failure on that. And they were laughing, like, yeah, we kind of did. However, three or four years later, I got back on uh, to do a follow up with Michael on his podcast, <laughs> and this I was by myself. I was much more prepared. Now, more of a believer in in the format, which is why we're here. But uh, yeah, my first experience was like, I, it was kind of like when I first went skiing and nobody told me like, don't wear jeans and a down puffy coat when it rains and it gets wet, you weigh 300 pounds and, you know, so anyway, so I'm much, I can, uh, much, I can just see you with the headphones, like, um, like, you know, one on yeah. your face, one on the back of your head. How do I do this? It was terrible. I actually bought I actually bought a microphone because uh, you guys had convinced me at one time it was years ago that I needed. I had this big giant like silver mic. I looked like I was like on like you know like nineteen fifties radio. <laughs> this big thing, and it, hey, I had this fit guard. Yeah, now that looks kind of normal. Mine was out. I'll have to dig it out. It's in the in my shelf somewhere. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. when I first got in, I've been doing podcasts like on and off for since when back when they were it was the early days like i i have a tendency to jump into technology like when it starts because i, I just like it i was on facebook i was on I was on myspace anything mm -hmm. i could get into to market uh, myspace didn't work out so well um, but facebook did 
<laughs> but I, I got it. I've done a few podcasts and, and, and for a while, like when I first started doing, it, I would just talk into, you know, headset, right? Just mic, you know, your, your, yeah. your mic, simple microphone. But as time went on, I'm like, I want to make this sound really great. And I went out and bought all this expensive equipment. And, you know, I think really what I've learned over the years is that the most important thing is uh, the content. If the content is good, that's, that's the most important part. If the content's not good, nobody's going to listen. Yeah. And uh, that's where it starts. I think Zoom has made it made this easier and more approachable, right? So you don't need to be so perfectly set up. I saw a funny little meme thing, and it said like when you're on a Zoom call, and the one person who who like doesn't say anything through the entire meeting at the end goes, "Thanks everybody," and when you hang up, "Hello, like, thank, bye, bye everybody," and it's like so hilarious, right? Because it's so true. There's always somebody yeah. who said nothing for an hour, who unmutes himself long enough to say goodbye, and then they get off. So yep. Well, let's get into today's content. So, and before we do that, I have to address and apologize that we weren't on last week and it's all Frank's fault. So I just wanted to publicly uh, shame you. I, I yeah. said in the, uh, I, you probably didn't read it, but I, I yeah, said in the, in the teens that you're going to do jumping jacks. You're going to do a hundred jumping jacks. I thought it was punishment. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to let everybody know how much pressure I'm under though from you. Every Friday, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, it's almost two p.m. Eastern. Like, I gotta make sure I'm on point. And I and you've been, you've been really good. Last week, I just i i ran out of i ran out of time. You know, things got in the way, yeah. and uh, I know you were sweating it out. And I, I even told you I could probably get on, and I knew I wasn't getting on. So, so just, here's what we're gonna do. All right, here's uh, what we're gonna do because we want to be consistent, and we you know consistency is important with with, with anything, any content. I think you know, that, that you, you, you're, you're on a regular schedule. And in fairness to Frank, Frank's an MSP. Frank is out there and which is a cool thing about you for audit. You know, you're the founder of audit, but you're, you're, I think the reason why um, people really respect uh, audit is because it's not just something we're selling because we thought of it. Like this is something you created to use in your MSP and that you still actively use, which is a really cool thing. So whenever Frank is, is late, I like to get, or not, you know, misses something like this, I like to give him a hard time. But the reality is, is hey, he's got an MSP to run. And the most important thing is your clients. So the fact of the matter is, is he had to get to a client. But here's what we're going to do going forward. If you can't make it, I'm just going to go live and I'm going to, I'm going to fill in and I'm going to rock and roll. We're going to show is going to go on. So we won't miss a week again. Sounds good. I'll try not so, to miss it though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just thought I'd give you have some fun with you. But we're talking emo about emotion. We've been talking about gap selling and we've been going on about this and we're on. And I don't even remember. I think it's five. I think it's, this is like step yep. five. This is truth bomb number five in selling. It's emotion. And, um, you know, we as audit talk a lot about emotion from the standpoint that you, you have to elicit emotion in your sales presentation, but this is different. This is a little, the, the, this truth bomb is a little bit different. Talk about what this means, what it is. And yeah, I mean, it, it's cliche and we all know it. People say, Hey, people buy on emotion, right? But when you, in, in our industry, especially when it comes to tech, we're so enamored and we meaning like the members of the MSP were so mired and enamored in the technology that we forget and we think that that gets our prospects excited. Now your exuberance and your your knowledge uh, and your confidence 
accounts for something for sure. But it's we have to remember it's the emotion that moves them, right? So you're selling change and it's got to be emotional. So when we created the audit report, we did this on purpose in the best way that we came up with to uh, inject emotion into the presentation without having to educate the prospect was the simple colors of red, yellow, and green. And what, what actually predated the uh, audit report, because I had to do something in the interim, and this is really where I, this is my proof of concept was, um, I was doing summary statements, right? So initially I would say, look, I can't, I gotta come up with a bottom line. It was like tweeting, right? So I, I said, simplicity, that's there. So I would use those and then, I put something in bold one day and it stood out. And then another time I did it in red and the prospect asked me about it before I even got there. And that's when I was like, boom, there's the emotion, right? Like they were like, what's this? We talk about it like the lean forward versus the lean back, right? Um, you know, in the past I would do the presentation, they lean back, they'd get comfortable, right? Cause they got to, they're going to tune out, daydream about what they're having for dinner and when I'm going to stop talking. Uh, now they lean forward. Yeah. Now they would lean forward and they would, they would be drawn in by the color. So um, that's the starting point of the emotion. Again, this report was, was, was built with this in mind, right? It wasn't by accident. I know people use the stoplight colors all the time, but um, you know, we put this together and we tested a lot of uh, formats to try to get it to a point where um, we would elicit that emotion. And that emotion is really driven off the croc brain, right? The crocodile brain is that fight or flight. That's what makes you like pull your hand away when you touch something hot and go, oh, crap. You don't go your neocortex, which is that super smart part of your brain, doesn't say, hey, I remember learning in school one day that when you touch something hot, there will be pain, which will then travel to my brain. So therefore I must remove my hand, right? That doesn't happen. You just go, ah, right? So when you see color in that red, it immediately activates the crocodile brain. They want to know more. And now you have an opportunity to educate and, and allow them to buy from you. Yeah. So good takeaway is, you know, like if you're out doing sales presentations and your client goes like this, <laughs> prospect goes like this that, you know that's a problem i did that while you were well, for the people who were listening to this on the podcast i when frank was talking and said that i leaned back <laughs> for, for a little visual humor a little comic relief but it won't be funny on the podcast unless i tell you what it was we used to say the only emotion in my sales presentation prior to using audit was me being upset when they didn't buy from me right yeah. that's where the emotion came in yeah. And, and that's really what you want. You want to hook them in. You want to get them emotionally engaged. But more than that, even is understanding that all change is emotional. Right. We talked about that in the past couple of weeks. These are all connected. Right. We people buy change right. and people fear change. We talked about that. We beat that up a lot. Right. And why do they fear change? It's emotional. Right. So it all comes down to emotion. So. You know, just from that standpoint, it, it should be evidence enough that emotion is really important in the presentation, because if they're if they're asked to change, the change is connected to emotion. So our job is to make it 
good emotion, right? Not bad emotion, right? Like it, it, you, you have to, you have to really flip it around so that the emotion is that, yes, I'm excited to make that change. And here's what I like about emotion. Emotion never feels awkward or canned. Whereas if you're following a sales script and somebody is like, you realize they're, they're doing the typical, like, if he says this, then I, you know, and you realize they're just following a script and it makes you want to like run for the hills. When you're presented with that report, it doesn't feel salesy. It doesn't feel scripted. It's, it's clearly, and edu it's educating, right? Because we have to help you understand. I mean, we're talking usually the current state and we want to anchor that current state. And if we get that color involved, and the score, the score is emotional too, right? When you see you've scored a 22 out of 100 and you've been paying your current MSP $3,000 a month, you're immediately like, what, what is going on here, right? Like this is far worse than I thought. And now you want to know more and you're receptive to what comes next, right? So, so that emotion starts to set you up for the next part of, the, of that selling process. Yeah. And the, the thing that's great about audit, right, is not to beat us, not to beat that drum. Well, that's what we're here. We're 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 here for that, right? We want to we want to we want you to use audit. I'm not going to be shy about that. But the the idea here is is that it's organic, right? It's not forced. And you said that. I'm just going to underscore that. Is that that's so important? Like you can't force emotion. And when people take that step and they want to know more, they become engaged with it. Um, when the emotion pulls them in and grabs them, they are now making, they are now taking themselves on the sales journey instead of you. You know what I mean by that? It, it, it's kind yeah. of like we, when we're in a buying situation, selling, uh, sell, uh, being sold situation where somebody's trying to sell us something, we're apprehensive. We, we are looking for sales. We know we're in a, in, in this situation where they're trying to sell us and we're trying to sell, it's like this adversarial type of situation. So yeah. we have, you know, the, we're, we have a, a foot on the brake. We're being cautious. We're looking for signs that they're trying to sell us. But then when they, when you cross that bridge, you cross that gap for lack of a better word. And you as the buyer are now like, Oh, I get it. You start to make the narrative. You start to let, you, you know, let that paint a picture for you. And you start telling the story yourself of how you want to now take ownership of that thing. Different right. conversation. Yeah. Some of the best sales are made because you've been educated and as they are educating you and asking the questions and doing the discovery, you are coming to the conclusion yourself, what you should do. Right. So I'll give you a perfect example. Like I just, uh, yesterday, um, they just replaced my, uh, my, my HVAC system. Right. Uh, two zones. So they did one zone yesterday, air conditioner and the furnace and all that good stuff. And, you know, I didn't call the HVAC guy up and say, I need to buy this, right? I didn't call him up and say, try to sell me some stuff. I called him up because I have a problem and I needed some change, right? It was a persistent issue I was having. And so they came out and they asked a series of questions. I came to the conclusion at the end of this, that this would be stupid to pour thousands of dollars into a 16 year old system that had the old free on and, you know, wasn't high efficiency or whatever they call it. I came to the conclusion that 
yeah, you know, I think, I, I think we need to, I need to buy some change. And then they presented me the option and I said, yes. And that's where we got to this. So um, emotional only because, you know, I was, I, I realized I had the problem. They helped me clarify what the issues were. And then, you know, I was like, this is what I could have, but it was emotional because of the future state. Right. So sometimes it's not only the current state, like, wow, this sucks. It's all red, but it's the future state. Right. He explained to me, he's like, Oh, number one, this is way more efficient than what you've had. Right. You got to see the size of the new air conditioner. My, my old one's like this little box. The, the new one looks like it's like another house on the side of my house. I guess it's like bigger. It's efficient. It uses a different kind of freon. It has um, different stages. So like it, instead of the air conditioner going on and off and you have these peaks and valleys in your temperature, it, it, it kind of does like this. And ultimately it's going to lead to savings and energy. So now I'm excited about this. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's great. Right. And so I, when I buy, I'm, I'm emotionally invested in this future state of what I'm going to have. And to me, that was worth the money that I paid for for the system. So this is these are the reasons why you do that. I didn't feel like I was sold at all. I had a problem, you know, and he helped me understand deeper what the problems were. I never thought about my electric bill. I just thought, well, the circuit breaker trips and, you know, maybe it's the the whatever, the Svetzer valve. And then when we drilled into it, he's like, your, your electric bill's kind of high. I go, yeah, you're high in the summer. But I just accepted that. Yeah, the air conditioner's running. And we started to unearth more and more of this type of stuff. And, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do here with the audit process. And again, I know you say, hey, we're here to sell audit, but here's the deal. Like if I could help as an MSP, as two Reaper Tech, if I could help every single, you know, small business that fit my profile in the state, country, I would. But it's practically impossible. So the next best thing that I could do is help my peers, right? My, you know, some would say your competition, but I view it of them as my peers, help them follow a process that's proven to work and let them help a whole lot of those small businesses. And then we collectively as the MSP community are now serving the SMB, small to mid-sized businesses and getting them the proper products and services that they need. So, you know, that's that again, that's to remind everybody of our why. That's what we're doing, what we're doing here. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're being pretty successful. We've got some great feedback from MSPs that are using our system. Awesome. Well, that is a great way to kick off, great place to kick off the weekend and end this podcast episode we're talking about emotion this week, making sure that we can uh, move people towards change and understanding that change is emotional and we need to engage them emotionally if we're going to make the sale. So next week we'll be talking about number six and we'll be here again at actually 2 p.m. next week. We've we've adjusted the time a little bit with the podcast, the live recording to 2.30 a couple weeks when, when we've been doing the data webinar. There goes my camera. Can I get it back? <laughs> anyway, my camera's gone. Time to wrap up the podcast. It's actually, that's not as dumb of a face that I'm frozen on as I usually freeze on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You usually look much worse. It's not too bad, but it's a good way to end. It's a good way to end. So have a great weekend, Frank. Have a great weekend. Everybody who's listening yep. and uh, tune in again next week for our weekly sales wrap. Thanks everybody.